Hi, I'm Alan Winson. And I'm Rebecca McCain. We are the producers and hosts of Bar Crawl Radio. We created the BCR podcast because we enjoy the human-centered warmth of the bars we visit in our Manhattan neighborhood. Talking with each other and with people we meet sitting next to us at the bar establishes our neighborhood and places us within the neighborhood. We record live in bars and broadcast on www.radio568.com. We talk to the bartenders and chefs and owners and politicians and artists and friends about what we find interesting. We post upcoming broadcasts on Facebook and you are invited to join us at Upper West Side Bars for our live recordings. Let us know what you're up to. Then we edit our live bar broadcast into an hour podcast. You can subscribe to Bar Crawl Radio Podcasts on iTunes and Stitcher. If you enjoy interesting conversations, try out our podcast. Like us on Facebook. Let us know what you think about the podcast and recommend topics you'd like us to cover. Support us to continue Bar Crawl Radio programming. If you see our logo, a martini glass and headphones in a bar window, drop in, grab a shout out. Who, Who knows? knows? We, we may, may be, be at, at a bar, bar near, near you. you. This is Bar Crawl Radio, and here we go. And uh, I'm going to bring him down a little bit, let him play back in the background. That's Ray Ripka and the Eastern Blockheads. They play out of Barbies or Barbez in Brooklyn. And we are Bar Crawl Radio. And uh, we're now streaming on iTunes. Hear us broadcasting right today if you want to come out to Gebhards on West 72nd Street, just down the street from Trader Joe's on Broadway. They, they're known for as, as a beer culture place. And we're going to find out later from um, Lindsay, a bartender here at uh, Gephardt's. Lovely, lovely lady is going is to let us know uh, what that means. Hey, Beck, how you doing? <laughs> Hello. I love Wade's music. Isn't that great? Uh, it's, it makes me happy. Right. I want to dance. Here, here, here's a little more. Bop, bop. Yeah, it's great. It's great stuff. I've, I've been trying to get Wade to come on air with us. I know, us. I know. We just, we're just going to have to plead to him over the I, I air. Think, I think he's shy. I think he's really, come really on, shy. Wade, please. Yeah, come, come, come. come see us. So tell us, what are we, what are we doing today we're at Gebhard's Bar on oh, 72nd Street? We got a good show lined up today, honey. Yeah, I think we do. We are interviewing New York City Council Member Rafael Espinal from District... 37 to talk about the city's cabaret laws mm, mm, mm. yeah there's big big changes in those thanks to uh council member espinal and he's with us today he's back back in the bar here having dinner and also the creators and producers of the popular podcast too old to date now just a minute 
Yeah, yeah, yeah. Excusez-moi. Yeah, I'm, I'm sorry. I was reaching over for my beer. Too old to date? What's up with that? Well, I think if you're over 30 and you're still dating, it's too old to date. But I, we'll, 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 well, don't we date? We'll talk to Mike and Brad about that. Does that mean we No, can't no, we don't date. No, we're married. Uh, we go out. We have fun. We don't date. We call it dates. No. Date night. We're, we're solid. <laughs> I it's like date. no one's going anywhere. Can we date other people? No. <laughs> you can go out with friends, but you can't date a friend. No. Ah, uh-uh, it's I not. I want to go on a date. Well, fine. Then, then we'll, I'll, I'll contact my lawyer, and he'll be in contact with your lawyer. Uh oh, I don't know. Maybe having Michael Tanzillo and Brad Garuna I think it's over a bad, uh, on the show, the creators and producers, way. is is going to cause a, a rift in our marriage. Y- young people are no damn good. I'm telling you. <laughs> yeah. What and are you drinking? I'm drinking um, Tito's and uh, and tonic and a tall glass. All right. Uh, all right. It's good. It's delicious. Yeah, it's delicious. It's I'm having a Bellhaven Black Stellar. Okay. It's really good. Nice. And, nice. and later on, we're going to have a, a wine tasting and. I mean, a beer tasting of, of a variety of beers here. And, Alan, don't forget, we're yes. going to have a very special guest. Uh, yes. Whose perspective on crime in our city, many of you may find surprising. Yep, yep, uh-huh. yep. We're going to hear from a, an expert on crime in the city. Yep, pretty soon. Don't, don't go away. Who else? Who else is on today? Uh, I think that's it. Yeah, well, Lindsay. Lindsay, the bartender, is going to Lin- come over. Lin- we're going to have a, b- a beer tasting, which you mentioned already, right? Right, right. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And so... Uh, I think that's enough. Yeah, I think that's a show. So and listen, so I have a question. Okay, okay. I have a question. Okay. okay. We came here before, right, to, to uh, talk to Lindsay and to talk to Matt about coming... Right, we, we scope out the here. bars before yeah. we actually... And we know. met... Who is that young man we met? Matt. Matt. Matt Gebhardt. He's the owner of the no, bar. No, not Matt. Not Matt. The oh, one at the bar. Adam Platt. Adam. Adam Platt. Adam, Adam we Musician. want you on our show. I've decided um, that this is what I want to do. We have to talk to Adam about this, but Adam talked about traveling the world and, and playing his music, and his wife is his uh, you know, booking agent. Mm-hmm. I think she should book us with him. I think, don't you think we should go well, with we him? Well, don't, we don't know how good he is. He, he said he was good, but you know. Oh, well, he better come on and show us how good like he is. Over, oversell themselves. But we were talking about words, remember? Yep. We were talking about strange words. Remember I told you I you know, was looking up words for my students for their uh, their vocabulary mm-hmm. and I came across okay here's the question what is the hardest word to pronounce in the English language I, I, I know that word it's anti-disestablishmentarianism no no sorry no what is it sorry I'm sorry that word oh yeah, yeah, yeah. you're I'm, not I'm familiar sorry. with that word that's 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 two words I found a longer word than the one you found. All right. You want to hear it? Yeah. Okay, here goes. Yeah, I, I broke it up for you, so it'd be easy I to say. <laughs> no new mono ultra microscopic silico volcano coniosis. Yeah, no, no. Are oh, you going to try to? Okay, go yeah, ahead. No neomo mono ultra microscopic silico volcano coniosis. Very good. We have Very no good. idea what it means. No, it's a disease. Okay, kind good. Of eye disease or something. It's it's a, and and it stays for a long time. Okay, I found you have it. I I I found a word <laughs> that is the longest word in the English in the English language. Really? It's a over a hundred and eight hundred and eighty nine thousand letters. Letters, long. letters. One hundred eighty nine thousand wow. eight hundred nineteen word letters long, and it takes three and a half hours to say. 
And I found a guy actually saying it. Here's, here, here he is. This is on YouTube. And I watched it for about three or four minutes of him doing this. And it's three and a half hours? And then, of course, I fast forwarded, and there's a flower next to him, and this flower gradually dies as he goes through this word. I, I think this is a um, Buddhist. Um, you know, meditation system, right. um, method. But it's a three and a half hour YouTube video I think in which this guy is not you knew he's needed. Can you imagine? You could go, you, it'll put you right to sleep. Uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. I kind of like it. Uh, well, I think he mispronounced. I heard something right <laughs> there. Ah, right, he right mis- there, right there. Let yeah, me, I'll, I'll right, play it, I'll play play it, it back. Yeah. Yeah. There it is. That's it. No, 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 that's ah, not right. He yeah, he mispronounced wrong. it. He okay. got it wrong. That's Three so and a half hours, and he <laughs> kind of he fucked it up. And talking about fucked it up. Oh yes, that, that was, was something right? else we talked about I with know, Adam, right? right? Yeah. About how uh, words have uh, there's different different forms of the word fuck. Yep, yep, yep. And, and different like uh, the Klingons had a word for it, and yeah, and, you know, and, and um, so I, I came up with variations. Because you of can't words. say it on TV, so they used to make up words for it. Right. Yeah. So you, you say, oh, no, frickin', oh, frickin'. Freck, yeah. Oh, frack, oh, frack oh. that, or frell that. Or friggin', or yeah. flippin'. Flippin'. So all uh, these, all these w- weird words. So that's what we were talking about with Adam, uh-huh. was these kind of weird things that happen. Now we mispronounce words. Did yeah, you know yeah, yeah. that it's not daylight savings time? It's daylight saving time. I've always said it wrong. Yeah. Yeah. And it's not electoral. It's a electoral. But why? I don't know. Electoral. Right. And everyone electoral. knows this one. It's not nuclear. Oh, well. Yeah. <laughs> Thank you, President Bush. Nu- nuclear. I learned that. Nu- yeah. nu- nuclear. 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 Okay. So. Um, okay. Wait, so wait, wait. This is what I want to know, honey. Here he's, he's still going. <laughs> let, let him go. Yeah, he's just going to keep going yeah, for three and a half hours. Okay, I know what posh means. All right, go ahead. Go ahead. Go for it. The acronyms. Port out, starboard home. It's very posh. You have to go port out and starboard home. What does that mean, though? Does that mean if you're not, that means you're in the wrong marina? Well, you're posh, like in the poor marina, I the, guess. The people that were the wealthy ones... They were able to look at the port going out. I know, I understand that. Right. But how could somebody, doesn't everybody go out the same way? And so if you don't go out that way, then that's the... It depends on which side of the you're ship you're on. You're just not posh. Like it's the side of the ship you're on. I heard that's not even true, though. I heard that was made up later. I don't get it. Okay. Right. I, I guess I don't go on ships very much. Yeah? So, yeah, we're, we're moving on to the next segment here. All right, go I'm, ahead. I'm, 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 I'm giving you the... Okay, so but right... it says uh, Becky uh, transitioned to Popo's segment. It says it right here. Okay, I was I was just about to say okay. that we will be right back with a special interview with the most interesting clown named Popo, as we continue our seg- segment on unsolved murders, clown murders. You messed me up, Al. All right, try it again. Try it again. Try it again. I'll 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 I'll, I'll, re- I'll re-edit it. Yeah, um, so you 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 start you start the transition. Okay, here we go. I'm gonna put so on my sexy So we just voice. talked about fuck and frickin' and frell yes, and posh and all. Okay, okay, okay. go go. We will be right back with a special interview with a most interesting clown named Popo as we continue our segment on unsolved clown murders. Mm, we'll be right back.
Hi, we're, we're back, and uh, we're on to something that um, we feel is quite serious and something that we would like to continue reporting on. In our last podcast, Bar Crawl Radio addressed a serious problem facing this country, one that other podcasts have found too risky to handle, the Unsolved Clown Murders, or USCMs. It is such a macabre crime that few have looked into its origins, psychologically or criminologically. Our investigation took us to reports from reputable sources, but we felt that we were being one-sided in our reporting, and so in order to be fair to support unbiased reporting, in order to get the full story, we sought the clown's point of view. With us today is Popo, a clown working in the New York City area. I met Mr. Popo at a... Just Popo. Oh, oh, I'm sorry, I'm sorry. I met Popo at a local Upper West Side bar, not to be named to protect the clown's privacy, and he agreed to be on our podcast. Popo, welcome so much to Bar Crawl Radio. Let me get right to my main question. What is your perspective on this trend in clown murders? Uh, Thank you for inviting me. Uh, Most people, well, no one likes to talk to a clown. Really? Really? Why is that? I have a theory. I mean, why why people don't talk to clowns? I'm I'm, I'm all ears, so to say. They're jealous. We are free spirits, unfettered by social norms or styles. Ideas about right and wrong are binaries and therefore meaningless. Social mores shape what you people wear and how you act. As a clown, I can be anything, at any time, to anyone. Most people find clowns to be intimidating. But we are just people without rules. Uh Uh-huh, uh-huh. Okay, okay, Popo. Just calm down, and and I just, um, I'm curious, uh, to get to this question... Can you tell me your thoughts on this epidemic of people dressing up as clowns and committing murder? What's going on? Fake news. What? I, I don't understand. The, the reports are coming from uh, reputable... Fake clowns. news. Clowns are not guilty of anything, Alan. It is simple. The liberal press is making it up to support a leftist socialist agenda that denigrates a conservative gun rights minority. Clowns are patriots. Always have been. And they hate us for it. The Democrats win Congress. They will wipe us out. What? The the Democrats don't like clowns? It is a fact. We are patriotic, God-fearing Americans. We believe in America first and the Second Amendment. Crooked Hillary sees us as a threat. Clown lives matter. Oh, my God. What? If elected, the Hillary cabal will kick us out and... I, I do not know which country would accept American clowns. This is a serious issue. I, I, uh, I'm, I'm a bit, um, Popo, look, look, look. Why don't we just switch trains here and let's talk about you and, and your life in the city. Uh, first off, tell me, you, you know, your, your clown makeup, I just wanted to comment on it. Your suit, your makeup, it's wonderful. It's inventive, colorful, so impish. Uh, what makeup? Your, your, your makeup, you know, with the white face and the big nose there and uh, the oversized bloody red lips and the crazy hair. You know, the huge shoes, the baggy pants. Come on, come on, the, the horn. Leave that alone. Oh, sorry. I do not know what you are talking about. Uh, you offend me. Oh, oh, Popo, really. Oh, please. 
calm down. I'm so sorry. Please, no offense meant. You look marvelous, really. So, Popo, let's bring it down and again. Thanks for joining us here at Bar Crawl Radio. And um, what are you drinking there, Popo? Uh, it looks like uh, they served you a Polynesian drink. I didn't know they served those here. Uh, I like the little umbrella. Uh-huh. Maybe as a member of the liberal press, you have a problem with Polynesians, too? What? That, that doesn't make any sense at all. Look, 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 Popo. Look, we, we invited you to the podcast to talk about the clown's perspective. You clowns have been getting a bad rap in the movies and the press. All this sad news, it must make it difficult for you. I mean, you are in the happy business. Oh, I'm a clown. Ego, I must be happy. What's wrong with you liberals? Always so positive. Always trying to do the right thing. Make the world a better place. Don't you people ever feel sad, dispirited? Don't you people ever get angry and have a thought, an idea that wells up and tells you to tweet? must tweet. What do you want from us? Hath not a clown hands, organs, dimensions, senses, affections, passions, fed with the same food, hurt with the same weapon, subject to the same diseases, healed by the same means, warmed, cooled by the same winter and summer as anyone? If you prick a clown, do we not bleed? I'm happy. 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 Popo, po, 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 I got to say, please don't be offended, but you're really creeping me out, man. Uh, oh, God. Po what? Why is it starting to get so dark in here? Where'd everybody go? Oh, my God. Popo, put down that small umbrella. Scaring me. Where are you going? Come back. Oh, my God. Oh, my God. Becky, 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 where are you? Where'd you go? I, 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 I think I offended Popo. You think so? Uh, yeah. What did you say to him? I didn't say anything. I'm, 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 I'm not sure where to go here. Maybe we ought to take a break and we'll come right back. We'll be right back. Last Tuesday, New York City ended a nearly century-long law that banned dancing in most bars, first enforced during the Prohibition era in the mid-1920s, and was probably racist in its goals, forced musicians to buy cabaret cards, get fingerprinted, and have a background check. At one time, this law was suspended when Frank Sinatra refused to perform in the city. Ha ha ha. But it continued under Giuliani's quality, I put this in quotes, quality of life campaign, who closed venues he felt did not behave to his standards. Mayor Bloomberg would not enforce it. Yay, Bloomberg. And on Tuesday, Mayor de Blasio ended New York City's cabaret laws. And much thanks must go to District 37 Council Member Rafael Espinal, who was a major force in making this happen. 
The council member represents District 37, which includes Bushwick, Brownsville, Cypress Hill, and East New York. I hope we got it right. Welcome, Council Member Espinal, to the Upper West Side and to Bar Crawl Radio. Thanks for having me. It's a pleasure. Yeah, what, how, how does it feel like to be in Manhattan? You're you're away from your normal digs. <laughs> I mean, I grew up in Manhattan. I would say uh, when it comes to my nightlife experiences, uh, but as Brooklyn became more popular, Brooklyn became the place to be, and that's where I stayed. But you grew up in Brooklyn, didn't you? I did. I did. And you went to school there. I went to school there. I went to high school, public school. Went to college in. Uh, you went to Queens College. I, Queens. I, I read up. Yeah. Uh, but Manhattan was always that. Uh, destination place where you, where, you, where you would go to leave the neighborhood and be able to enjoy everything that New York City has to offer. Had you ever been to Gebhardt's? I haven't. First time. <laughs> nice bar, there right? I like it. I really yeah. like it. I love the selection of beers that we have here. What, do, what are you drinking? <laughs> well, I, I don't a, see you're not drinking anything right I now. I had a white beer. There's another beer coming on the way. I'm waiting to see what that is. A white beer? Yes. Okay, we're going to have a tasting later. Maybe you can join us and you can uh, tell, you us, like? tell, tell us what you like. So, Becky had a question for you. So I was just curious, what is this cabaret law? So the cabaret law is a law that requires businesses to have a license to allow patrons to dance. To dance. To dance. That's the way it's on the books today. Uh, but back in the 1920s, it was used as a way to go after uh, illegal drinking during the Prohibition era. Uh-huh. After the Prohibition, it was kept in the books, and it was used um, as a way to go after... Uh, the Harlem Jazz Clubs, uh, because they wanted to um, not encourage intermingling between races. So it was racially, there was a racial aspect to it. There was, there was. And it was, used, it was used racially, a race, it was a racist and a homophobic uh, aspect to it. And it was used during those times, again, to shut down uh, businesses of color, businesses uh, patroned by the LGBT, LGBTQ community. Uh, in the 90s, I would say it, it pretty much did the same exact thing when Giuliani was in office. He went out in the outer boroughs and even in lower Manhattan and went after uh, businesses that were patroned by people of color and people of uh, alternative lifestyles. Wow, wow, wow. But, wow. but uh, my, my, uh, Becky and I, we were out at Olina's, which is on the Upper West Side, and we, I, it was a guitar player and he was playing our favorite song, and we, I invited her to dance, so we danced right. at the bar. Could no one, it was. No one, no one arrested us. But that's my husband. Yeah. And if I yeah, no dance, one arrested us. <laughs> I want to get up and dance right now. Of course, he I can will. dance now, right? No, you, you he could, will. You, not yet. Oh, <laughs> not yet. <laughs> no, oh, not yet. It hasn't no, gone into The effect. mayor has to sign the bill. Oh, okay. Oh, wait <laughs> So, so let's, let's uh, stay down and uh, sit down. Our so what would happen if, if, you know, if, if everyone in the bar started going, going crazy and started dancing? Well, if a police officer decided to walk by and see uh, the bar dancing, they can come in and issue a citation for not having a cabaret license and, viola and violations of the cabaret law. Uh, that, that fine can end up uh, meaning the, the, the bar can, can keep the doors open or close their doors. So when they wow. go to in front of the SLA, the State Liquor Authority, to renew their liquor license, the, the State Liquor Authority can use that um, citation against them. But that, that, um, that rule was not always applied. It was just applied under certain um, administrations. regimes, administrations. Yeah. yeah, it wasn't always applied, and it was. But when it was, it was unevenly applied. It right. Was, it was applied against marginalized communities, uh, where Giuliani thought that uh, uh, nightlife was actually the, the the reason that there's so much crime happening in certain neighborhoods. Right. Right. And is there any evidence that that's the case? That nightlife, in fact, is related to rising crime, or? And no, there is no evidence. Um, I, I think that they. I think that we as a city, uh, see nightlife as a nuisance because it affects our ability to get a good night's sleep. You know, we, we, there are three, a lot of 301 complaints. 
put out there because of noise and other uh, uh, mm. loitering and other problems. But, you know, dancing is not what causes those issues. Right. It's, it's the actual noise. So let's right. go after the noise instead of going after people who are dancing. So in other words, if there's someone uh, living above here at Gebhard's and we were to start jacking up the, the, the sound and people start stomping, it wouldn't be the stomping and the dancing, it'd be the noise. It'll It'd be, be the like noise. It'll be the bass of the, of right. the speakers. And there is, there is uh, noise, coid, no, noise codes in the law that require for decimals to be at a, at a, certain, at a certain level. And the bars have to follow that. And there, you know, there are instances where bars don't follow. People can argue that maybe that louder clubs is what really uh, um, motivates people to dance. But at the same time, the, the dancing is the problem. It's, it's the noise. But I would argue that if someone is moving into above this bar, they really have no right to complain about noise. Their eyes were open when they <laughs> moved in in the first place. And that's a big problem. I mean, this is New York City. This is a city that never sleeps. I think that nightlife is uh, responsible for the identity of this city and produces a lot of culture capital for this city. And we as a city should be doing everything we can to support it, which yes. is why I also created an office of nightlife, uh, which will be opening up in hopefully January. And that office will be tasked with working with establishments and the communities to figure out what are the problems that they have with each other mm -hmm. and create an avenue where dialogue can really exist and help venues stay open instead of doing what's easier and it's to shut them down. Is there zoning for bars and, and domiciles? or there, there is zoning that um, comes to an effect when it comes to dancing. So pretty much you can only dance in uh, use group 12, which is usually uh, manufacturing areas and heavy commercial areas. So you're only allowed to, to apply for a dancing license if you're in those sections of the city. So okay. that's how zoning plays a role. Okay. Um, but there, there is another conversation we need to have. Now that we've removed this license, we have to look at zoning and see where we can expand zoning to fully 100% allow legal dancing to occur in the city. Nice. It <laughs> seems so ludicrous. I mean, uh, is this the case in other parts of the country where dancing is not allowed? We, we just saw um, a play in, in Ireland, in Dublin, in which dancing was banned, uh, Jimmy's, Jimmy's Hall, right? in which it's about d uh, dancing in a certain region was banned um, for, for, for whatever reason. Is, is this something, and I think there's a movie um, uh, out with Kevin Bacon, Footloose. Footloose, Footloose, right, in right. which dancing is banned. What is it about dancing that oh, is so Alan, it's evil very, and oh, bad? It is. And oh, it's evil, honey. How did you get interested in this? <laughs> <laughs> I mean, I guess as a, as, a young, as a young millennial in politics who um, credits nightlife for a lot of why I am who I am today, I kind of looked at the issues that the nightlife establishments were, were, were facing in our city, and the cabaret law was one of the biggest ones. And I felt that as a chair of the Consumer Affairs Committee, committee that actually has oversight over the law, I thought it was important for me to, to tackle this issue. As we mentioned before, uh, Bloomberg didn't enforce it. He actually uh, worked to find a way to repeal it. Uh, he was unsuccessful a few times. Uh, so I knew that this was a law that was important for the city to take on in order for the city to continue to thrive and, and grow. So why were you successful where Bloomberg was not? I think that, um, you know, it's no secret. New York City right now is as progressive as it's ever been. Uh, we're, we're in a time right now where uh, we're looking at a federal administration that's uh, main goal is to suppress and oppress its people. And when we, we look at the laws that we have in our books, the cabaret law is with that one law that has that history of um, suppressing and oppressing New Yorkers. Uh, a law that uh, kind of takes away the idea that we are a sanctuary city. So, you know, while we're having this conversation and removing statues because of their, because of their past, let's look at our own laws. 
and the cabaret law, uh, we were able to bring that argument up and say this is a law that has been used illegally against marginalized communities. Right. It's time we get this off our The books. time is now. And the advocates got behind it. They did the work that they needed to do to get the support out of my colleagues. Uh, but no one could really argue against a law that has been used uh, racially and homophobically in the past. That's so it great. really is reaching beyond just this particular law. It's kind of liberalizing the society in a way. I mean, there's, there must be other laws that we need to also kind of look at that are archaic and need to be examined in our times. Yeah, definitely. And, yeah. I, and I, I, something I've been thinking about a lot after this cabaret conversation has happened. So where, where are you going to go next? What 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 are your what are your what are your next, next political Raphael? steps? Oh, you mean for higher office or just well, in I mean, I, that, oh, either. That, 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 I mean, that, so that's so a good question too. It's election day, Tuesday, November seventh. Uh, it's I'm tomorrow. I'm yeah. getting reelected for my uh, second term. Oh, well, good uh, luck. Good luck. Well, you are going to be reelected. I will. I will you're be. Go, you're going un, uh, unopposed. Unopposed, which is why I'm here having a beer with you guys. <laughs> right. <laughs> you, you, you see, I was I was wondering why you were accepting this <laughs> invitation when the election is tomorrow. <laughs> And I, you know, we're 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 no big deal here. Um, and then I realized that you're supported by both the Democrats and the Republicans and the Conservative Party. Um, that that was something years ago. I don't think it's the case today. Um, no. um, uh, I do represent a very socially conservative district, uh, so that was something that weighed heavily uh, in years past. But you know, again, this is a very liberal city. I'm a very liberal person, and uh, I thought it was important for me to take on issues like this and show that uh, we, we are a city that's inviting to everyone, so open and inviting for everyone. And, we're, and politically, what, what are your aspirations? You're very young. Um, you're just, you've, you've been in, you've had two offices, one in the assembly, mm -hmm. and now you're, um, you're um, the um, Council. Ca council, member. council member. Where do you go from here? I mean, it's no secret that I love Brooklyn, so I'm looking at running for Brooklyn Borough President. If not, get and out. If, and if there's trajectory, if, there, if there's an opportunity to go, you know, higher and bigger, then I'll, I'll definitely take that into consideration. Oh, we're gonna keep watching you. <laughs> Thank you. Thank you very much. It's so wonderful talking with you. Um, and I, I know that we have more to do with these dance laws because um, we're still not actually free to dance. You expect De Blasio <laughs> to pass this law to sign, to, to, to sign it. And so, uh, Becky. I know. I'm going to watch I'm, it. I'm, 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 I'm going to be inviting you to dance and any, any real soon. Okay. Yeah. Okay. Okay. We've been speaking with Councilmember uh, Rafael Espinal. We're Bar Crawl Radio. We're on Facebook and we're on iTunes. Please subscribe to us. Let us know what you think. If you like, like something, us. like us and send us a note and maybe we can read it on, on air. Again, thank you very much, Councilmember Espinal. Thank you so much. back. This is Bar Crawl Radio. We're broadcasting from Gephardt and we'll podcast too from here also. We've just been speaking with uh, Council Member Raphael Espinal from the District 37, New York City. And now we are going to switch over to something that's done in bars and these two young men who seem to be experts on it. Too Old to Date is a podcast comedy drama inspired and produced by the two young men with us today, Michael Tenzillo and Brad Garun. Tenzillo. Tenzillo and, let me turn, turn up your mic there. Tenzillo and Brad Garun. Well, you can correct me if I got it, got it wrong. I will. Uh, Mike's day job is at the Blue Sky Studios in charge of lighting design. His studio uh, is ready to release its eighth film, Ferdinand, which I saw a bit of it, and it looks gorgeous. It's like lush. 
but we're not going to talk about that. Mike has written a book, Lighting for Animation, and recently started a new business inspired by his tiny apartment on the Upper West Side, same apartment uh, building that we live in, and his uh, business is called Space Optimized, and uh, you certainly can go online and uh, take a look at what he's doing there. He's also into photography, and I refer you to his website for all the stuff that Mike is into. Brad Garoon has interests and expertise are very wide. He is a, a podcaster and a writer. He explores the food and hospitality industry in his podcast, Like, Bite, and Share, and has a fascination with the American burger, as, as maybe we all do. Who doesn't? Yeah, ch you can check out his website, burgerweekly.com, and his book, Burger City, um, which is a guide to the burger experience in the New York City area. I want that book. Yeah, I mean, we, we should take a look at that one. Burger City and, and burgerweekly.com. Brad also writes a lot, of, a lot on Japanese world pro wrestling. That sounds like its own conversation. Kind of eclectic. But we're not, yeah, we're, we're not going to go there either. So maybe we'll have Brad back on. Brad has a podcast. No, wait a minute. There's a one more. Times. One more. Brad has a podcast on Adventure Time. Now, Adventure Time, Becky, hmm, what is, is an that? animated television show, but nothing your students want to watch. Okay. And he, has, he had a podcast called Floopy the Pig. Oh, yeah. My now, students are young. I watched an episode of Adventure Time. It is weird. It's Pillow Town. It's Pillow Place. Oh, that's the best episode. Oh God. Oh, that's oh that that's not the whole thing. The pillow was oh. That's what I'm saying. It was awesome. He goes through his whole life, and then he comes back. That's the number one. Super yeah. trippy. But John John Luc Picard does that in Star Trek too. So um, Mike and Brad, welcome to Bar Pro welcome. Radio. Welcome. So that explain that. She's really she's really hung up I'm on bummed. that. So uh, this is Mike. This is Mike Tanzillo with the L's. Um, so the show started uh, about a year ago. Um, this was after I had gotten married rather young, and uh, I um, was about in my early 30s when I got divorced. <laughs> so um, at that time, I had been dating in the 90s and um, just got back in the online game in the modern age, and I found myself feeling very out of place and very unaware of what I was doing. And uh, luckily for me, I had my best friend Brad with me, and he kind of shepherded me along the way a little bit. Did he guide you? He did, cause I, and I just kept saying that I feel too old for this. Like, it feels, uh, I, I, I skipped all that middle part between um, talking, uh, like, calling a girl's house and having to talk to, like, her dad on the <laughs> phone. No. To just, like, You'd swiping. Not, you didn't. Yeah, no, no, no. I mean, I, I, I met my ex when I was 19, and so... You know, I, I went from that to Tinder, and that's that's a that's a, an abrupt change. And, and, and so. I, I want to talk I about guess. Tinder because that's a wonderful, magical place that I don't know what it is. And that is the tip of the iceberg too. Yeah, 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 yeah. We actually do catch a lot of heat about the title of the show. Yeah, it's um. something we came up with like very on the spot. We needed to buy a domain name <laughs> and uh -huh. put something into iTunes. Uh, we bought so, yeah. Bar Crawl Radio. Yeah, perfect. But uh, but a married couple like us, we're not dating. We don't. Date. Sure, you are. I, I like I, we, we overheard your conversation earlier, and we All currently right, sided right. against you. Now. <laughs> All right. Most most times that's the <laughs> case. It's, it's always yeah. best to side with the woman. Yeah. yeah. So, so I so I get what you mean. Wink, wink. <laughs> <laughs> How'd you come up with the idea? I mean, I mean, it's just this this kind of thing between the two of you, and Ooh, we, we, but yes. why podcast? Sure. So Mike actually suggested the show. Um, about a year and a half ago, we were hanging mm -hmm. out every Saturday. Mike also used to be a pretty big burger aficionado. He had a company that he was a part of called The Burger Lift. Mm -hmm. um, we became friends through that, and we would hang out every Saturday. Heavy heavy burgers. Heavy burgers. Yeah. yeah. And messy wow. burgers. Yeah. 
Um, but then uh, we found that our conversations every Saturday were just about our dating lives. And Mike suggested that we do a web show about it. And we started looking into it and investing time and energy into putting that together. And it is wildly expensive to produce a show with no backing. Yeah. Um, and, and incredibly complex, too. Lots of um, getting licenses to shoot in certain locations and all doing that video is really, really hard, which it's is why I decided to do radio. Right. Yeah, I would actually say doing video right now is, is pointless because mm -hmm. everything that every web show that I see coming out is terrible, especially the ones on dating. People overact, and if you listen to us on the podcast, we're also quite bad at acting. Our we we <laughs> no. now we are we yeah. have voice actors now who do a much better job than we do. That being said. It's really easy to disguise on a podcast how bad you are at acting because mm -hmm. no one can see your face. But um, when we decided it was too expensive to do the web show, I suggested we do it as a podcast. Mike thought I meant. Like, I thought he meant like a call in dating advice podcast. Right. Mm -hmm. But neither and of you us. You weren't interested in that. Well, uh, I, uh, no, no, because those exist. Right. And it would have been a disaster because yeah. we're not good at dating. We're certainly not experts at dating. The whole show well, is about how we're tragic. Right. So your advice could be, well, look, I don't know what to do, but I can tell you what not to do. Sure. Except in my personal life, I'm only telling people what to do and then I'm just ruining their lives. So we just wanted to, we thought, okay, sad comms as they are sad comedies are really big right now and we'll, we'll write a show about that and okay. there are no scripted comedy podcasts about mm -hmm. regular life so that, that's, that's why i didn't at. fully get brad's idea like when he first said it it was uh it was just it's something that doesn't exist and so we kind of and, um, and o over the um episodes that you've done i've been kind of listening to them mm -hmm. um and I'm, I'm about halfway through mm -hmm. there is a change in the style just like the mm -hmm. change in bar crawl radio we changed our style here um, and um, so you have brought in more professional actors. Yeah, I mean, I could hear it. I could hear the, the change. Well, one of the biggest things that we said going into this is this is kind of an undiscovered genre of podcasting. And so we were going to be very open to trying new things, experimenting with things. I know in the first season we had an episode that we thought was going to kill. We we're like, this is we wrote it. And we were so excited about it, and then uh, and then we did it, and it was the worst review dead, show we've dead, ever. Oh done. really? Dead. People hated it. Oh wow. And just, yeah, yeah, and so we've, we've learned from that, and, and we're working on the fourth season now, and uh, we've, we really think we're, 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 getting, we're getting good. We're yeah, getting better at this. we're sort of... Well, it's a learning curve. Well, can, I, can I tell you absolutely. one thing that I, re I really liked about it, <laughs> at least the first season, because that's as really as far as I've gotten, is the narrator. Do you keep the narrator? We kept her for a while. Um, but we're, like Mike said, we're working on the fourth season now. We just lost her because she decided to... I don't want to throw her under the bus, but I feel fine doing that, actually. <laughs> okay. well, you don't have to name names. Wait, no, of wait, course not. no, but this is on our show. Go ahead, we, do it. We don't, even, we don't even, honestly, we don't yeah. even credit her with her real name because she's very protective of her privacy. Ah. But mm -hmm. Very uh, interesting voice, though. So she has a really interesting background. She was born in Sri Lanka. She grew up in London, spent a lot wow. of time growing up in the Canary Islands, mm -hmm. and, then a little, and then was in Connecticut and then here. So in that same vein now she spends i'm not joking weekends in africa visiting friends and the week here weekends in africa <laughs> and so she doesn't have time oh, to it takes a weekend to go I, to africa i exactly. want to cry yeah i want to go to africa so badly she's doing three-day weekends in africa so we lost her we have a new narrator we think mm -hmm. she's great we'll see what other people feel about it mm -hmm. um but we came up with a pretty good in-story reason for the narrator to change right mm -hmm. well let me tell you what I, what i like what i liked about the narrator it was kind of like the, the restaurant on the other side of the universe thing mm -hmm. that you did, mm -hmm. in which you know you have these two people that are talking and they're relating, and then and then the narrator came, comes on and says, "A fly flew over the beer and landed inside, but they didn't notice." Mm -hmm. 
<laughs> this changed everything <laughs> 40 years later. Exactly. I, first off, I That's love I love that, that kind of stuff. Did I, you write that? Yeah, well, yeah we, one of us did. Yeah, well, <laughs> it gets lost <laughs> as to who did what, but yeah. Do you still do that? Yeah, in yeah. fact, we've d we started doing it more. Nice. I'm, I'm going to give a little spoiler. Do, yeah, yeah, do that. Please. Mike, Mike uh, we, we show Mike on a date once uh, in this season, mm -hmm. and then he explains part of the date to me, and it's different. And so we just today, we were like, oh, I don't know if it tracks. Are people going to understand? No, the narrator's going to come on and disagree with Mike. Mike doesn't know the narrator is disagreeing with him, but she comes on. Oh. Mike is an unreliable <coughs> narrator. <laughs> One of our inspirations for the narrator was, I don't know if you've ever seen um, the Will Ferrell movie. Stranger Than Fiction. Stranger Than Fiction. Um, but it, it's the Emma Thompson voiceover kind of narrating his life as he's doing it. And, uh, this kind of meta narration. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Where yeah. You're commenting I on like what's going that. On. And we, we, we definitely think of the narrator as a character in the show, as a character in the universe, right. as somebody who's got a voice and a personality and a little bit of sass. Every and now a boyfriend. And now a boyfriend. <laughs> I know what you should do. I have an idea. Oh, the narrator has a boyfriend. That's why she's no longer our yeah, narrator. She's <laughs> no, no, but that should be part of this. Well, it's yeah. funny because she has a twin brother in real life, and we thought about bringing him on instead because his voice is very similar, but yeah. he also was. But that'd be great for the narrator to have his own side story. Mm -hmm. you know, I have an way, idea, yeah. though. Yeah, shoot. The mother as the narrator. <laughs> the brother as the narrator. No, right now. The ex-girlfriend as the narrator. <laughs> yeah, we get a little bit of Rashomon going on. Yeah. Right. Um, so how has this been received? Too old to date. Great. Oh, I mean, yeah, I mean, uh, pretty good. Uh, although, with, with few exceptions of some, some very opinionated people, uh, it's been uh, received, I guess, like creatively very well, and um, a decent amount of people are listening. I mean, we, we Can always. Can you say any specifics about well, um, the thing that I, I think that we get? Gotten? Oh yeah, sure. Yeah, I mean, the one the one feedback that I get a lot is that uh, it's very honest to the the honest to god dating world of New mm. York today. It's you know we don't fluff it, we don't um, we don't elaborate anything really. All these stories come based from true story, like from from the truth. Everything from on the, the world. show really happened. Yeah, nothing, nothing, um, nothing. I mean, we. We could come up with stuff, but we don't have to. The right. world is um, was is wacky, and um, and we just kind of are tapping into the reality of the situation. That's something that people who are 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 genuinely in the dating world uh, can relate to. Okay, yes. well, I have another segment for your show. Yeah. Okay. Okay. So, a couple <laughs> that's been married for almost forty years. Mm -hmm. We have epic dates that we can tell you about. We yeah, can bar, share bar with crawl you. radio dates. No, oh, yeah. no, no. We have epic dates, Alan. Oh. Is there I'm conflict in these dates? Because otherwise, it just sounds like you're bragging. <laughs> oh, yeah. <laughs> it's bragging. Don't rub it in right now. <laughs> I'm not We're denying. Right here. I'm not asserting, but uh, go on. Yeah. No, um, I'm not going to tell them now. I want to okay. be on their show. But I know. <laughs> I, I, I th yeah, but this is 30-something. Well, no, honey, yeah. honey, excuse me. The name of the show is Too Old to Date. The date of gold. If anybody should be on the show. <laughs> anybody, right, right. They do have a little bit. So why, why don't we listen to a little bit of, your, of, of, of what you've done? Sure. Um, the, uh, you, you gave me a piece here to play um, the Skype date, which I hear was one of your more su most successful pieces. So why don't you talk about it and then... And then we'll uh, we'll listen to a bit of it. Sure. Uh, to date, this is our most well-received episode, and this is sort of the style that we're taking the show in. Um, I, Mike, and I were out eating dinner one night, and I matched on uh, an app with a girl who lived in Seattle. And I thought, okay, I'll just chat with her, see what's up. And it turned out she had a very interesting story, and we set up a Skype date. And um, I'm kind of like this. 
Here, here, here it is. It's kind of like I dread everything. Like I never want to do anything. And then I do it and I'm like, oh, that was great, you know. Sure. So <laughs> data is helpful for that, you know. Yeah. It's like I never want to work out. Oh, you, thank God I did that. I feel so good. Like I don't want to go out with this person. It was great. I wish you hadn't said that. I haven't been to the gym in three weeks, and I and I purposely bought a more expensive gym membership so I would be motivated to go. And now I'm just throwing money away. And he, when I hear people talk about the gym, I get scared anxiety. I think there's a thing to that, though. I visited my friend in LA, and she belongs to like the Equinox Hollywood. Yeah, Hollywood that's what Equinox. I belong to. I belong oh to Equinox. Oh my god, it was amazing. I was like, if I belong to the Hollywood Equinox, I'd work out all the time. But you're right. telling me maybe not. So for a while. I had even stopped buying shampoo in my apartment because it was like the, sh- <laughs> the shampoo at Equinox is wonderful. It's like, yes. and the, sh- and the showers are incredible. And I was like, well, if I don't even have shampoo, then I have to shower there and I'll go even more. But it just got to the point where like, I started getting dandruff <laughs> because I wasn't washing my hair enough. It just, all these tricks don't work for me. This, that is wonderful dialogue. How did you get to that? Because that's, that's different than the beginning of your sh- when you started. Yeah, so that's why I mentioned we're, we're sort of moving more in that area. A lot of that episode was improvised. We just had certain beats that we wanted to hit, um, like what's the difference between living on the West Coast and the East Coast, why we don't work out, things like that. But then we just pulled from our real lives, and that's what the whole show is becoming. Let's get to this uh, thing about dating, because the it's horrifying to me to think that you have to date in order to, you know, whatever. In our day, you called getting some action. Yeah, um, I still call that. Yeah, oh, yeah, as uh, if, as if you don't have to, too. Uh, well, yeah, well, I do. I, I have to still kind of, I, yeah. I have to be look. nice, that's all. Let's go on to my question here. Um, is, so what, what it, it seems, I've been listening to the show, and it seems weird. I, I don't, it's not the kind of dating that I did when I was dating, What's the difference? I mean, do you know? Maybe you don't know what the difference is between, like, now you swipe left, swipe right. What's going on? I don't think there's a difference, All right. to be honest. I think it's just the what's different, just that first interaction. The contact. Right. Does the that, method. Does that actually change anything about the dating process? Well, I don't know. The one thing I would say about it is that um, the way that I, I used to meet people was through secondary contacts. It was, you know, friends of friends. And therefore, they were still in your inner circle of your life. Like, if you broke, if you couldn't just stop talking to them because you would eventually <laughs> see them at a party. Or, yeah, so I don't buy that because I have friends who I've <laughs> destroyed their entire friendship circle. <laughs> and I'm not a sociopath. I just, it, life happens. I know, I'm just saying that for other people that aren't you, they are reluctant to destroy their circle of friends. I wasn't That's happy it. about it. It just <laughs> happened. My, my point is this. The other reason I think the way that Mike used to meet people was maybe not the best is mm-hmm. I know myself and what I like more than my friends know myself and what I like. And the worst dates I've ever been on have been setups. Mm-hmm. The worst, like yeah. anti-Semitic people <laughs> <laughs> going out with me, which is a disaster. That doesn't happen wow. when I swipe myself. <laughs> wow. Yeah, I mean. I'm, I'm sorry. It's like you're making it sound this all very normal. But to me, it's totally weird. Um, it, it, it seems because I mean what I heard on your program is like you swipe I like one way you swipe I don't like yeah something happens immediately do I want to have sex do but I that's the new world want to just have a relationship yeah. do so I want to just talk he went forward a few right. steps he took, he? There's there's he took a leap I, ha- I do know people as is, like we all know mm-hmm. people who, who use the apps that way or at least try to I don't think that most women that I match with at least are interested in just having sex right away correct so it's not quite as on-demand as that. 
yeah. you still have to put in. Well, maybe you don't have to, but <laughs> most of us like to put in some effort. I want to. I want to. I want to give a perspective from the young women that I know mm-hmm. about dating in New York City. They feel. Don't be offended, because I'm not saying this is you, but they feel that the men in New York City are players. Mike is that way for sure. (laughs) Yeah, absolutely. Uh, Actually, the the things that I get complimented on um, are crazy to me. They're like, hey, thanks for picking a a bar. Thanks for being decisive with a place to go. Or thanks for picking a place that's in my neighborhood and not convenient for you. And I'm like, you every other guy thank you for making this very easy for me because it's like it's just such a low bar to clear to be a gentleman um in a lot of situations wow and i think i think brad and i easily clear well so that supports what my my the young women that i spoke to have said yeah i mean like i'm I'm not that guy so i don't i don't know i don't know their perspective yeah i mean you said you looked at us and said dating was hard for men like we're two guys we got it easy women i don't even may i suggest ladies that these gentlemen are over 30 and maybe that's (laughs) why but are are you guys dating are are you seeing someone now is there someone significant in your lives nope chronically lonely as hell i am i am seeing someone now but not in the too old to date universe do you see what 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 is the outcome of this of not not of the show or our life no 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 of your life (laughs) oh of dating (laughs) it ends the same for all of us (laughs) i know it all ends the same way for all of us but between that now and then so do you want to get married again and 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 brad do you want to get married and and who is this woman that you want to get married to i don't have a I'm going to like channel Uma Thurman right now. I don't have a simple soundbite answer for you for this question. Okay, okay. Um, but I think Mike might have a more palatable answer <laughs> for this one. I, I, will, I, will, I will be option. Well, I'll, I'll put my, I, yeah, I want to get married again. I want to have kids. I want to do the whole thing. Um, I think that's, yeah, absolutely. Yeah, who wouldn't want that? Okay, so let me just and tell you what I thought of Mike. Mike. <laughs> Sorry, Brad just made a face at me when I said that. So. I'm going to just <laughs> tell you a secret here. That that Mike lives in our building, so mm-hmm. I saw him walking down the hall the first time when he first moved in. I went like this: "Damn, my daughter already has a guy." <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I did. I did the get divorced and move into a tiny studio apartment thing because that's what you do, right? When you get a divorce. But it's a cool place. It is. We could continue to talk to Mike and Brad for a long, long time. I think so. But you can get more of Too Old to Date on iTunes and Stitcher and all the different places that you can get your podcast. Thank you very much to Brad uh, Garoon and Michael Tenzio. And please stay Cre- and hang out and help us um, Yeah, we, we're, we're going to have the tastings in, a, in just about a minute. They're the creators and producers and writers of Too Old to Date. Uh, we're at Gebhard's Bar on West 72nd Street. This is Bar Crawl Radio. You can subscribe to the podcast on iTunes, find us on Facebook, tweet us at Bar Crawl Radio, and you can get even more at www.radio568.com. And we will be right back to Kephart's owners. <coughs> Actually, we're not going to talk to Matt, but we're going to talk to the bartender, Lindsay, who's going to take us through a whole bunch of beer that he brought out here. Oh, my God. No, don't want to say thank you to Brad Groon and Mike Tanzillo, creators and producers and writers of Too Old Today. Thanks for joining us at Gep- Gephard's Bar on West 72nd Street. And this is Bar Crawl Radio. You can subscribe to this podcast on iTunes. 
You can find us on Facebook. Yeah, we're on Facebook now. Go on Facebook, check us out, like us, like us on iTunes. Tweet us at Bar Crawl Radio. And you can get more at www.radio568.com. And so, we have with hmm. us uh, right now Lindsay from Gap Hearts. Lindsay, do you, do you have a last name or do you not want to? You don't have oh, to. Oh, it's fine. It's Ronky. Okay, yeah. Lindsay Bronky. Ronky. Ronky, I mean, thank you very much. Like we, the lungs, we, yes. we, we met you about a week ago, and you brought this whole bunch of beers up here that everyone uh, who has been participating in the show, you're invited to, uh, to participate, and you're going to take us through. Before we uh, taste the beers, can you um, tell us a little bit about Gebhards? Um, how long have we been here? What's the history? And why does it say beer culture? So Matt is the, na- is the owner. His last name Matt is Gebhard. Matt yeah. He... Um, Grew up in Cooperstown, New York. Ah, baseball town. And then after that, he started working for Omegang Brewery, and they are affiliated and work together with Duval Morgat. And he moved to Belgium and lived out there for several years. So he learned so much about beer and what cultures of different things are combined with beer and how that's important from, like, the ancient Mesopotamians and how, like... Wow, he really got into it. On, like, stones, there was written, like beer recipes to the ancient god of Ninkazi. Wow. Or, um, you know, learning through, like, the Black Plague. It was safer to drink beer than it was to drink water because the beer was boiled. So through this, Even like, children. Yes. Yeah. Yes. Yeah, <laughs> no, yeah, for like, hundreds of years. Of beer together with people. And, you know, I've, I met Matt, actually, at a beer festival in Omegang several years ago and became friends since. I mean, I might have met his dog first and then met him <laughs> later. But we became friends since, and... Um, in was it July 24th, 2013? He first opened up his first place. It's on 45th Street between 8th and 9th, called originally called Beer Culture. And then after them being successful for three years, he was like, Let's expand, let's open up to the Upper West Side. I'd like this area. Found this place, and here we are. Uh, right, and how, how long have you been here? I've been here since day one. And the bar. Oh. I mean, how long the bar been here? Since? Oh, the bar, oh, sorry. I'm so sorry. <laughs> that's all right, okay. that's right. uh, June of 2016. 2016, right. Okay. And, and uh, uh, Brad and Mike come here often. That's why we're here is because uh, well, they like it. Well, he ran the marathon yesterday. Right, and, and I remember seeing you outside, but we were at like max capacity when you started to walk in. I'm pretty upsetting. I'm oh, wait, so sorry. <laughs> you should have said something. I, 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 just, I, I turned, I turned that, uh, that mic off. Brad, 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 Brad said it was very upsetting. Um, so, so you had a big crowd here yesterday. It's, uh, it's my favorite day on the Upper West Side. Uh, everybody's out. You see people from all over the world coming in, and our regulars are here. Some have ran, some have not, but everybody's cheering each other on. It's awesome. That's it's great. It's an all-hands-on-deck day. That's great. That's great. Uh, uh, Mike, what was your time? I enjoyed every minute of the marathon. Well, what was your time? Mike has a story. I, I really enjoyed all <laughs> the minutes that I ran. Just accept that answer. Did you, did, did you run the whole way, or did you crawl part of the way? <laughs> he couldn't. I, I, uh, I could. I, I, no, I, I was, I was doing well until about the ninth mile. Then I, I took a weird step, and my calf started to hurt very much. So oh, I got frustrated. <laughs> so I got frustrated oh. for a minute, the and, pain. Then just, and then I just jogged the rest of the way, and I enjoyed it because it really is a uh, incredible incredible day yeah. in New York. Well, like, congratulations. It's like, it's like nothing else. Thank you. I would. Uh, I asked him what his time was, and he said I had a great time. I had a great time. I had a great time. I, I, a, I, a great time. I, I really, time. really right. enjoyed it. I heard it was like under four, so that's that's good. We'll <laughs> yeah. We won't say more than that. They so gave me a medal, so I think I won. You there did. You, yeah, you did. When, when we get back to the department, you show us the medal. <laughs> we like to see that. So, Lindsay, what do you got here? We got uh, we got a whole bunch of beers here that you've spread out, and everyone who's here should 
should partake in it and let us know what you think. So yeah, go yeah, ahead. Yeah. So we've got alcohol kills yeah. germs, so you can share. <laughs> yes. We've got a little flight going on. We'll, um, some on draft and actually a beer that was just delivered today. Uh, Great. We've got Allagash White. It's from Portland, Maine. Yeah, there's some white beers here. They look like apple a, juice. That's the number one, the top of the flight. It's um, it's 5.1%. It's the quintessential beer from Allagash. Um, they, I mean, they make hundreds of beers, but when people come in and ask for Allagash, we know exactly what they're talking about. Right. It's um, a Belgian-style wheat beer. It's brewed with a little bit of coriander and carousel orange peel. Oh. It's a little fruity and refreshing. It has a nice lovely little amuse bouche for the Wow. Oh, yeah, it's really kind of fruity and kind of grapefruity. And uh, so, Mike, what do you think of that? I agreed. I mean, it's definitely got the grapefruit. It's it's really really light. Uh, it's actually got a little bit of creaminess to it too. Though, which I is it possible good. this is a chick beer? I think there's no such thing. I don't. Okay, I actually, okay. actually agree with you. I don't think there's any such no. thing. Okay. Okay. All right. All right. This is very, very, very good. And this is served uh, from a uh, can, right? I mean, it's from a. Uh, we we serve it in bottles, but right bottles. now we also have it on draft. I mm. mean, we're also. A, and we're know, drinking uh, the draft or the. Yeah, that's the draft. Really good. I like it. Really, really good. So it's th- that's the Allagash White from Portland, Maine, Bel- Belgian style wheat beer. That's this great. would be good in the summer. It's good right now. Well, it's good right now. It's but a little lose bouche for the flight because we're going to get stronger. Yes, yes, get exactly. Some exactly. Okay. Yeah, we, we need to have like a little bites to eat while <laughs> we go through this. But let's, let's continue. So the second one is Great Divide Yeti. It's from Denver, Colorado. It's an imperial stout. It's actually the first imperial stout that I ever had, and it blew my mind. What does it mean, imperial stout? Uh, well, originally brewed for Catherine the oh, Great. Po- po- Popo's <laughs> having some of the Imperial Stout. He really likes it. So that's why it's called Imperial. Um, she wanted something strong, dark, roasty. You can see, like, taste chocolate malts. That's there. But a you went bit of burnt caramel at the end. You went right from white to dark. Wow. We can do it. We can do okay. it. <laughs> yeah, it has chocolatey. It's okay. real yeah. dark, burnt. It's, you know. it's also getting cold out. Po- po- Popo was giving me the thumbs up. you up. Yes. Yeah. By the way, Popo is being played by Robert McKenzie. We, I was, I was. Robert Ian. Ian McKenzie played Popo the clown, and we hope to get him back to continue to play Popo the angry alt-right clown. But this is this is delicious. So, so this that is. That has a lot of stories. This beer has a lot of stories. Great in Divide it. Yeti Denver Company Imperial Stout. Yes. Quite quite a bit of alcohol in it. Just a little bit. Just a little bit. That is good. Whoa. And the next one? The next one is uh, Gray Sales Captain's Daughter. It's a double IPA. We actually just tapped this today, like a, like an hour ago. Get out. Uh, it's one of my favorite Imperial Stouts. It's from Rhode Island. Oh, wow. Made I don't with, Whoa. It's made it's with Pilsner malts, so you've got that light in color, but it's mosaic hops from the Pacific Northwest, the Yakima Valley. Uh, and again, like it has that citrusy kind of feel yes. to it. So is that a direction that beer is going these days? Is uh, A lot of the hops, you get the character from that. Uh, I mean, I just learned about a new one probably about like three months ago. There's experimental hops. I just learned about a Jerry Lou a hop, and that one's like strong coconut, Whoa. mosaic hops, um, you know, taste that like strong tropical. It's very tropical. Yeah. So I, we had a comment about our tastings, and they said that they're not that interesting because I guess, you know, you can't see us. And so I'm going to just ask for Michael to talk to us about, you know, when you go on a date, what do you think about when you um, are ordering beer or wine or 
I, I normally order a scotch or a cocktail on a date. You I, do? I just, it's not because it's a thing that I, I don't think you can order a thing that makes you more attractive or better for another human being. <laughs> I just like to drink the thing that That's I like to drink. Not like that I'm drink. not enjoying the beers here at Gebhardt's very much because I do come here quite oh. often. And then you always pay the bill. Yeah, absolutely. Because you had a whole program on that and paying the bill. Yeah, yeah, no, I've been, uh, I mean, Brad's been on more online dates than I have. I've been on over 100, and I think. Oh, my God. Oh, wow. Oh, oh, Can we make you that's guys, nothing. Can we make you guys a regular part of our show? A <laughs> hundred dates? Oh, my it's God. amazing. I, say, I had an interesting experience the other night where I paid for all the drinks throughout the night, and then she bought my Uber pool back home, which I thought was really that's sweet. That's sweet. Oh, like, uh, like yeah. you know, quid then, pro quo. And then she could track me on my way back home, which is <laughs> <laughs> See if you're going to another bar oh, for another now, date. Okay, now, Brad, that, if you're thinking that way, that's nothing. Oh, God. All right, we got okay, one more Okay, wait, beer. wait, no, wait, wait. Okay, yeah. just before we get to this, I just want to mm-hmm. ask you one more question. So w- w- do you have any opinions or about when, like, what do you think about what a woman orders? Well, I think everyone should just order what they want. I don't think it's a character flaw. Um, <laughs> if you order wine, well, it's not you know, a character sometimes flaw. Sometimes you go to a bar and you don't know what glass your cocktail is going to be served in, for example, and that can be a bit nerve-wracking. But at the end of the day, I think if I put out good vibes into the world and, and say, you order what you want, if you get a vodka soda, I'm not going to judge you, then you won't judge me when my drink comes back pink and in a martini glass. I think that's fine. With an umbrella on it. Fingers crossed. Yeah. <laughs> Find them. And the last one here, Lindsay. Okay. What is that? Uh, this is from Grimm. Uh, it's a couple called Joe, are named Joe and Laura. They're from Gowanus. They uh, do their recipes in their apartment in Gowanus. And they're a nomadic brewery. Fingers crossed, opening up soon their own brewery in Brooklyn. Um, it's, they do a series called Pop Beers. And this is uh, they're all Berliner Weisses. This is Sunshine Pop. It's made with lemongrass and vanilla and uh, lacto. Oh, my God. Dis- that is a surprise. It's called a dessert beer, so I thought it was yeah. like a good one at the end. And it's super light. It's 4.8%. Mike, did you taste this? I did. It's, it's juice. I think it's just juice. I think it's it's just juice. It, it is a it little... Tastes, it's, no, it's, it's very, very light. Yeah, it's very, very light and very, very uh, fruity. And it does, like, it, the dessert beer is a perfect description of it. Yeah, I think Sunday breakfast beer. All their beers have this, like, amazing juicy quality to it. Wow, wow. Very nice. I, I, Lindsay, I've, I've, I've got to thank you. This is wonderful. You, you, you kind of entertain our entire crew here <laughs> and our guests, and um, and this is this has been really, really great. So um, thank you. Yeah, thank you very much, Lindsay. And I, I hope we get to come back to um, to Gephardt sometime because yeah. it's uh, it's lovely being here. You give us a whole room here, and we're we're right. sitting out here. Um, we like it here, Lindsay. We might ask again to come back. Anytime, and thanks for anytime. having us. And make we sure you guys it. check out the upstairs. Oh, good idea. So we've talked to Michael Tanzillo and Brad Gordon of Too Old to Date, Council Member Rafael Espinal of New York City's 37th Districts on the Changes in the Cabaret Law, and an interview with Popo, the alt-right clown. And we're going to be back. Uh, we have shows lined up for, for all of you listening to Bar Crawl Radio. We're going to be talking with Richard Oseo on the gentrification of bars on the lower Manhattan. Uh, we're also going to be talking to producers of the American Scoreboard who perform congressional hearings, actually take the transcripts from congressional hearings. And Which has been, them. I heard, raising interest in Washington. Yeah, they went to Washington and talked about it. So this is Bar Crawl Radio. Please um, tweet us. Please uh, subscribe to us on iTunes. Facebook us. Like us, like us, like us. And like us, like us, like us. And let us know what you think. And head out to Gebhardt's. It's a really great place with some wonderful beer.